Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. It's been a, a season and a half uh, in Italy uh, prior to coming over to, uh, to the UK and uh, yeah it was always a, a league that I uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching as a, as a youngster back here in Australia and uh, yeah, as soon as I had an opportunity to come over and apply uh, my trade over there in the, in the UK, uh, it was a, a, a great uh, achievement for me uh, to, to come over there and, and actually start playing professionally again. What? Uh, what? How did the move from from Stoke uh, to? Well, it, it wasn't actually directly from Stoke, but how did that move to City come about? Um, yeah, well, basically, I was uh, I was uh, you know I was over in Italy at the time in the Serie B club, and uh, then got a loan move over to uh, over to Stoke City and. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, through a friend of mine, Kevin Musket. He was playing over at Crystal Palace at the time through his agent, and uh, yeah, got a got a loan move over to Stoke City, and uh, and done quite well at my time at Stoke City, and uh, yeah, uh, ended up uh, you know John Roll, uh, John Roll was a coach of uh, Manchester City at the time, and uh, yeah, he saw me uh, playing, and uh, yeah, he inquired on the off season, and uh, yeah, that's how basically the move came about that he showed interest uh, because I was doing quite well over there, and uh, yeah, and, and got the move over to Manchester City, so. Uh, yeah, again, I, I wasn't too sure how big the club was at the time, but uh, but in the end, it uh, worked out to be a great move for me. Obviously, um, on the last day of the, of the season of your loan at Stoke, City and Stoke played each other and, and both ended up going down. Did you have any any kind of concerns about going to, to a club that had just dropped into the second division? Um, well, funny enough, I, sort of, I, I actually missed that game. I was uh, through... Uh, Injury, so I didn't play that last game against um, Manchester City. But, but again, it was. Uh, I, I just thought, you know, I, I'd sort of heard, uh, you know, I saw the support there at the ground, and I'd heard, you know, through uh, other players that Manchester City was a was a was a very big club with a good support base. And uh, yeah, sort of on the off season when I when I got the call from my agent at the time uh, saying that uh, Joe Roll was very interested in me. Uh, yeah, he sort of he gave me a bit of a rundown on, on the club and the support and uh, the direction they wanted to go in, even though. They were relegated uh, on, on that day there as well, back to the old second division. But but again, I just thought, you know what, that's a, that's a great uh, place for me to start and, and apply my trade. And uh, and again, there's uh, you know uh, you know from, from the background, there was only one way the club was going to go, and that was yeah, hopefully up. And uh, you know, it, it did in the end. What was it like at Main Road at that time? Because certainly from from a lot of kind of memories of that time, just following the relegation, the atmosphere was 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 quite um, was quite tough to play in at times. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that, that first season uh, when, when I joined, uh, again, uh, the, the, the straight away the home games, uh, you know, we're still getting 32,000, uh, you know, uh, after the, the season that we've just been relegated. And, and again, the, the uh, you know, the crowd was definitely uh, very impatient, especially when we, when we weren't getting results. Uh, you know, so there was a lot of pressure on, uh, you know, the, the, the coaching staff, the players. Uh, you know, you could see that they really wanted to, to get out of that division and they didn't want to stay there. So, so the performances had to be had to be very very strong and, and, and very determined and uh, and I think that's what endeared uh, me to, to a lot of the supporters because again I I sort of thrown myself about and, uh, and enjoyed myself thoroughly in those uh, in those tough times. 
I was going to say, you used a word there, determined. Um, if there's one word that, that summed up your style of play, it would be that, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, you could say very competitive and uh, yeah, very uh, robust uh, at times. But again, that was the, the nature that I'd been brought up, uh, brought up uh, back here in Australia as well. I was always a, always a player that was always uh, you know knocked around at, at a young age. Uh, so physically, when I got a little bit stronger, I didn't want to be pushed around anymore. And again, I had that never die attitude, and uh, I think that's uh, yeah why I I got to, to where I did at the, at the end of the day. Did you have any any problems settling in at City? Because just looking through through your record, you you seem to be in and out of the team a little bit in that first season. Yeah, definitely. I think that first season was a bit of a bit of a shock for me. I had a few disciplinary uh, issues as well. Uh, I got sent off a few times there as well. So yeah, that was a, it was it was a bit of a tough season for me. Um, yeah, I found that found it tough at times, and also yeah, right towards the end, uh, I ended up missing the, the Wembley uh, playoff basically. Uh, yeah, because I was uh, suspended at the time, so I, I wasn't even involved in that. So it was, yeah, it was. It was and again, Joe Wall spoke to me, uh, you know, towards the end of that season, and uh, and basically said, "Oh, listen, Danny, you know, I need you to go back home. I need to regroup. I need you to come back, focus, to determine, and uh, I need you to, to sort of change your ways. Not not a lot, but just a little bit with uh, the suspensions and 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 the, and the way I was sort of playing uh, at the, my first season there, definitely. And uh, and and I did that on the off season, definitely. I wanted to ask about Joe Rowe because all the all the ex players that I've spoken to talk about him as as one of the one of their best man managers. Um, is that something you'd agree with, especially when it comes to to like you say there about about having a chat about your discipline? Yeah, definitely. He was always one that you know he always sort of you know you know he always sort of spoke to me and always said, "Come on, Danny, I know you've got more than that. I know you, you don't need to you know you don't, don't need to get sent off. You don't have to lose your head so quickly and uh, you know concentrate on your football. You're a better footballer." And that, so so again, yeah, he definitely uh, mentored me, uh, especially through that first season. And then again, he sort of gave me that wake up call. Yeah, if you continue playing, playing like that, you know, you're not going to have much of a future here at the club. So so again, he, he did definitely, uh, you know, mentor me and, and, and guide me through, and, and and actually, yeah, believed in me. And, and again, I had to change my ways slightly. And uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, you know everything that he did before me. You know, because he did, he was the first one that gave me the opportunity to, to come to Manchester City. Yeah, definitely. What was it like to to miss out on that Wembley game? Because uh, you, you look back at it now, and it's one of the iconic moments in in City's history, and and kind of like to think you could have been a part of it, but but for uh, suspension. Yeah, I was I'm pretty pretty gutted and devastated. Uh, but uh, you know, leading up to that, that wasn't uh, that wasn't uh, nothing too uh, different for me. Because uh, leading up to that, a couple of years before when I was back in Australia playing in the. In the old uh, in the old A League, the old professional setup here in Australia, I ended up missing two grand finals through uh, suspensions as well. So I missed uh, two grand finals, and we won both of them as well. So that just uh, went hand in hand. That uh, that had to follow me on uh, definitely uh, at that at that you know that stage in Manchester City. Um, you know, four years later, basically, I'd, I'd sort of gone through the same thing where I missed out on a on a great occasion, a great part of history of, of the club. But uh, again, I, I can't I can't change anything about it. I've got no regrets. That's the way I was at the time, and uh, you just have to move on. And uh, you know what? I was just delighted that we you know got the result and got us out of that uh, the old second division because again, that was a very hard and very scrappy scrappy league where you had to fight for every every game we played. We had to fight basically, and, and we're lucky we had the players. That actually, you know, committed and done that as well to, to get us out of there. What were you doing on the on the day of the playoff? Were you there at, at Wembley? Um, you know, funny enough, uh, Joe Royal let me actually go home uh, back to Australia. So, 
he goes, you know what, I'd rather you go back to Australia, clear your head, there's, you know, you're, you're no, well, basically no use to me, um, you know, sitting in the grandstand anyway, sort of thing. So you let me go home uh, prior to that as well. So I was actually at home watching it uh, with all my family and friends and, I can tell you what I was—I uh, was on the edge of my seat, uh, just like every other supporter was uh, there in, 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 in the grandstands as well. And as soon as, as soon as we won that game, I was, it was the biggest relief of uh, my early, early footballing career. Yeah, definitely. Now the next season, City obviously went up again, and uh, you, you played a, a part in the in the game at, at Blackburn. How how was that? Yeah, and again, the following season it turned around for me. I played uh, a lot more football. End up playing uh, that game against Blackburn where we won, uh, I think it was 4-1 and uh, yeah, all, all the supporters ran onto the field and the celebrations were, were amazing. So, so again, that was, uh, you know, it was definitely a, a great a great time in, in my footballing career, especially uh, from, uh, you know, being relegated, uh, you know, sort of the season before, you know, going down the old second and then getting promoted and then, you know, getting promoted there again, you know, at Blackburn was, was amazing. It was a great, uh, great, great experience for me and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did the squad ever talk about back-to-back promotions? And you know, after that Wembley game and, and getting up into the first division, did they ever talk about about you know going up again and, and trying to bounce straight back to the Premier League? Um, well, sort of not spoke about it, but our goal was, and general goal was, yeah, he was always saying, "Come on, guys, if we're good enough, we can, uh, you know, we can match it in, in this division. We can uh, if we we keep on working hard and, and, and you know." With the boys we've got here and, and the talent we've got and the determination and the camaraderie we, we, we had around the, the change room, he always sort of expressed, you know, listen, boys, we can do it. We can definitely, um, you know, make, make the next jump as uh, long as everyone is uh, definitely on board and everyone's working in the same direction. And, and I think that's, yeah, he gave that, that belief uh, in the players that, you know what, we could actually, uh, you know, win the, win the first division and get promoted to the Premier League as well. So, and that's what he still did in all of us as, as a playing group, which was, which was great. And that's why I think. A lot of boys, uh, you know, really, really, you know, appreciate the the work that uh, Joe Ball put in, uh, you know, coaching us uh, boys at the time. What was that squad like? Because we we talk about iconic city teams of the past, and and you look at, at that squad, it, it seemed like a very tight knit group of uh, group of players. Yeah, it was. Um, all very, very uh, hard working bunch of players. Uh, would turn up to training. Uh, would give our all in training. You know, would can't go to the weekend games. Would give everything as well. Uh, you know. There was no no holding back, uh, you know, at, at all from any players. There was no passengers, uh, which is very important uh, if you want to get promoted back to back and you want to, you know, create a little bit of success for for yourself and, and for the club as well. So I think that was our biggest strength, just the, the camaraderie around the group of boys. That you know, we all we all had each other's backs, and uh, there was no no prima donnas uh, at, at all at the, at the club. <laughs> Who were the uh, the characters in that squad? I get, I, I kind of get the sense you maybe have been one of the jokers. Oh uh, yeah, well I, I sort of like having a bit of a joke and a laugh. Uh, yeah, I was always sort of in the mix with uh, enjoying myself. But again, with the you know you had the likes of you know you got Kevin Hall, like you know he was he was definitely a character. You know uh, we had Mark Kennedy there as well at the time. Uh, yeah, Jeff Whitley as well. Uh, you know Jim in the early earlier days as well. So you know like, there was yeah a number of you know even even some of the even some of the followers, the followers like Jared Beacons and uh, you know Sean Gator. It was just a you know what? It was a tremendous bunch of boys. Where you know we we all got along. Uh, doesn't matter whether it was on the field or off the field as well. Do you still remember the uh, songs that the fans had about you? Uh, yeah, I'll give a mind that. Actually, I've still got a couple of friends uh, back in Manchester that um, you know they, they you know I've sort of kept in contact. Uh, you know uh, 
and our mates are outside of football. And, yeah, they always ring me up and uh, still keep in contact. And you hear them singing down the phone, uh, especially uh, recently when they've uh, won, the, won the bill and that. So, so yeah, they always, there's always a group of them uh, at a pub uh, shouting down the phone, singing, singing the song about me. So, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's good to hear. And, yeah, it's... Uh, that's something that you know I, I appreciate the fans uh, doing uh, back in back in the day. Yeah, definitely for sure. Now, uh, just looking at the at the league and the, at the season in the Premier League, um, it, it didn't end quite as as well as a lot of the fans and a lot of the players would have hoped. Um, but but when you look back at the achievement from getting that team from the second division back into the Premier League, could, could you look at it with a bit of pride? Uh, yeah, definitely, because I think that was, uh, you know, that was definitely a, an important part of uh, of the club, of uh, you know, the foundations of eventually where where they are, sort of, you know, these days. You know, uh, again, uh, we had a we had a good uh, bunch of boys, a good core group, a uh, good coach, uh, you know, working and pushing in the same direction to to get that club where it deserved. And uh, yeah, as, as much as it was disappointing, uh, getting relegated from the Premier League uh, again, it was uh, it was always going to be very tough. Uh, limited sort of funds a little bit we had back then sort of thing so we couldn't bring in the best of the best even though we, we tried a little bit but but again it was to, to regroup again and uh and also uh you know the, the the boys there was a lot of turnover of players at the time so again it was whoever was you know willing to, to push for the cause the, the following season uh, again was a was another another step up again and uh again it was a, another great achievement then to get promoted the following season after being relegated Looking back now, can you can you still not believe that that goal at Middlesbrough was ruled out? Uh, yeah, it's, it's always it's always a tough one. It always gets brought uh, gets brought up every now and then. Uh, again, I was uh, yeah, I, I sort of you know, I was you know, very surprised. I think uh, we need VAR around the video uh, you know analysis now these days to to make sure that that, that got counted. But uh, again, I was uh, you know yeah definitely disappointing that you know ran a, ran a fair bit of the field to to slot in the bottom corner, but. Uh, I know Darren, Darren Huckabee is always a bit of a goal page. He nearly, nearly stuck a toe on it, but it wasn't going in his direction. So, again, it was just one of those things. And, uh, yeah, one, uh, you know, I was disappointed that didn't count at the end of the day. You had quite a, a good goal-scoring record, really, for, for, for City. You you you're quite ha- quite handy with your left foot, weren't you? Yeah, not too bad. I, I played, yeah, I, I sort of played it there, up and down that left-hand side. I was... You know, I was quite versatile, and uh, yeah, I think Joe Law sort of used me as a, as a left left back, uh, left midfielder, left winger. So I was uh, I was reversed and, and, and used uh, a fair bit down that left hand left hand side. I probably could have scored more goals, but I think I was a bit more defensively minded uh, at times, you know, and, and basically trying to get up and down that wing to get a lot of balls into into the box for the likes of uh, you know Sean Goder and Paulie Wanchelp and Nicholas Anelka as well and Robbie Fowler. So, so yeah, it was a uh, Position that you know I, I probably could have scored a little bit more goals, but uh, yeah, I done a. I think I, I sort of put myself into the ground by the end of the game and didn't have much energy left because I was basically non-stop and didn't want to lose. So I think I used up a lot of energy that I could have, uh, you know, consumed if I was a little bit smarter of a footballer. I meant to ask on that uh, that goal at Middlesbrough. Um, did you speak to the referee? Did he, did he say anything about the uh, about the decision afterwards? Uh, well, he basically, he, he just thought, uh, I think the lines were actually uh, flagged, and I think uh, he, like, he basically said, oh, yeah, well, Don Huckabee was in, in an offside position, and that even though he didn't cross the path of uh, my fellow Australian, Mark Schwartz, who was in goal at the time. So, so again, it's, uh, you know, one of those decisions uh, that, you know, they, you know, the referees and the linesmen, they, they, you know, sometimes get them right, and they sometimes get them wrong. So, 
at the end of the day, there was uh, you know there was no no coming back from that. But uh, as well, the, the video replay showed that it should have been clearly uh, given over goal. What was your reaction at the end of that season when when you heard the news that Joe Royal was sacked? Um, yeah, pretty pretty devastated, pretty pretty gutted. But uh, you know, like I said, you know all the all the playing group were, were, were pretty upset. But again, when you when you get relegated, uh, you know from the Premier League. That's, that's part and parcel of the game. It doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach. Uh, these decisions uh, are, are dealt with. And, uh, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. I thought they would have probably given him another crack, seeing uh, what he's done over the, over the past years and that. But, again, football, uh, the football game's quite ruthless. And, um, yeah, he ended up uh, getting the sack. And, uh, and a few boys did as well. A few boys walked out, uh, left as well. And then we had to rebuild again uh, for the following season. And, uh Basically, they brought in uh, Kevin Keegan and, and gave him a little bit more money to, to spend and, and try and uh, build a squad. I was going to ask, how did how did Kevin Keegan differ from Joe Royal in terms of management style? Um, he was a little bit different. I thought, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he again, he was uh, he was definitely a good motivator as well. But uh, I think he had a little bit more money to, to spend when he came in, and uh, yeah, sort of. I think that the money always helps when you can buy, uh, you know, some some bigger name players. Uh, with a little bit more quality as well moving forward. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely w- w- helped us uh, getting promoted the following season. I think if they would have given Joe Royal the money, I think he would have he done the same job anyway. But uh, yeah, Kevin Keegan come in and, 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 and done a very good job and, and got the boys uh, working very hard and, uh, and, and, and getting results as well, which was, which was great. Now, up until the season that's just gone with, with Pep Guardiola, that Kevin Keegan season is, is one of those that is still kind of held up there as, as, as City fans' favourite for, for just attacking football. What what was it like to play in that team? I mean, it, the likes of Vile Berkovic, Ali Benabia, Sean Wright Phillips, just so many creative players on the pitch with you at the same time. Yeah, that, that's right. And I think that's why that was such a such an entertaining season. We had players coming through. We brought some great players and Malcolm was there as well. Um, yeah, we, we just had an abundance of, uh, of, of basically uh, flair and, and players who could actually score a lot of goals for us. So I think that's why it was so entertaining for, for, for actually uh, a Manchester City supporter and also, you know, being out there on the park as well. You know, Kevin Keegan gave us basically a, a, a sort of a free roll to, you know what, just go out there and attack and score goals. You know, you might concede a couple, but we've got enough players in the squad here and, uh, you know, to actually, you know, out, outscore most teams that we played against. And that's why I think, uh, you know, we've we done so well and we had such a good season because we were just, yeah, dominating sides and, and with the players, like you said, with Dolberg and each Ali Benavia, you know, all the boys there uh, creating creating goals, you know, left, right and centre. It was, it was amazing. Now, you, you mentioned earlier on about your discipline as uh, as one of the issues that, that Joe Roll had in his first season. Do you remember the incident uh, against Norwich and, and what happened there? Um, yes, I do. I remember much more than this question over the years that. But, but yeah, that was, again, uh, I was a little bit harshly done by, you know, the, the play the Norwich plays actually, you know, dragged me back, uh, that controlled the, control the ball, and I sort of, you know, lashed out, you know, fair enough, I shouldn't have lashed out, but there was no connection whatsoever, you know, and he's rolled, rolling around on the ground, and I, and I remember actually Stuart Pierce running up to up to the player who's rolling around saying, you know, that actually didn't even touch you. How, how embarrassing that you fall down like that. And, and the referee, you know, thought that I'd, uh, you know, actually caught him with a, with a swaying arm or an elbow, which I clearly didn't. And again, I sort of lost my rag um, a little bit there and walked off the field and, and took a few of their, their drink bottles uh, into their dugout and, uh, yeah, caused a bit of 
Marcus there uh, as well. But uh, yeah, my temper, yeah, I'd lock you cool. And again, it was uh, you know, something that you know, I'd, I'd sort of done and, uh, and, and had to deal with uh, the consequences that came with it. Now it's again we look back at that 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 promotion winning season as as one of City's best and and it's funny because City had so many there was actually so many red cards that season there was there was a fair few players who were sent off and yet you would never have known that City were the team with with ten men on on so many occasions. Yeah, and, and that was surprising too. I, I can't remember another time when I got sent off against Blackburn and we're down two 0 and I'd just come on and. Um, and I thought, oh, here we go. You know, I'm going to be in a bit of trouble uh, at the end of this game. And, and again, uh, it, it actually, uh, you know, I, I was actually surprised because it actually spurred the boys on. And we ended up coming back drawing that game at Main Road 2-2, you know. And, and Kevin Keegan's uh, having, having to pop up in the change rooms. And I go, well, if it wasn't for me getting sent off, the boys were going to come back and actually, uh, you know, crew the game 2-2. And, and a few of the boys, you know, started laughing and carrying on. So it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was quite interesting, uh, you know, dressing room uh, reaction after, after the game. How did it feel for you when when your time at City came to an end? Um, yeah, I was I was pretty gutted. Uh, you know, I I'd sort of you know there was talk after after we got relegated uh, that I was going to make a move uh, over to Newcastle uh, United at the time as well, and, and Kevin Keegan sort of came in and and, and offered me a new contract and, and wanted me to stay on board, and, and that's my plan was was to stay there. Um, he was he was again he was happy the way I, I sort of played the season before and, and saw me saw me doing quite well uh, the season I got relegated out of the Premier League and, and re-signed for, for Manchester City which I always wanted to do but but then after a couple of years uh, there uh, I'd sort of got a little bit a little bit stale uh, we weren't sort of seeing eye time and Kevin Keegan and that and again you, you know your time uh, time is up when you're not playing uh, regular football. I was still at an age where I was still uh, you know, I still wanted to, to work hard and still wanted to play on. Again, ideally, you know, I didn't want to leave Manchester, but uh, yeah, it was out of my hands, and uh, yeah, I had to, I had to move on if I wanted to to play competitive football again for a, for a number of years, and yeah, it was definitely definitely hard for me um, to do that uh, to walk away from a club that's uh, had given me so much and had so much of a roller coaster ride and, and had some great times with, with players in the club itself. So again, that's you know always everyone always asks me, you know, which club do you hold dear to your heart, and then, again, it's. You know, it's it's no no disillusion that you know Manchester City was always where I had played my best football and, and had my best times as well as a player. So, so yeah, it was hard to move on. Uh, but again, uh, football's like that, and uh, again, you just have to move on and, and take, take new challenges off, uh, challenges on, and, and that's when I moved to, to Leicester. Now, listeners will be able to tell that we're uh, we're obviously chatting over the phone. Um, you're back home in Australia now. Just give us a rundown of of, of what you're up to these days. Uh, well, these days I'm, uh, I'm I'm back actually involved with uh, with the A League side uh, living up in uh, living up in Queensland on the on the Gold Coast, uh, you know, and also a team manager role at uh, basically Brisbane Raw, which is the A League side up here. So I'm with uh, with fellow Australian uh, soccerers, former soccerers, uh, John Alawitsi, who's the head coach, and Ross Alawitsi, his brother, who's assistant coach, and and I'm doing a team manager role there. I've done it for a couple of years now, and yeah, back involved in football and enjoying that side of it. I've got a a young, a young, uh, my young, actually, my younger son, he's, he's a keen little footballer, he's 12 years old, so he's moving in the right direction, and uh, I've been coaching his side for a number of years now, and coaching him on the side, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, again, enjoying the lifestyle back here in a, in a, in a warmer climate than, uh, than Manchester. I was going to say, uh, the, the one thing must be, uh, you mustn't be missing is the, is the weather back here. Yeah, well, you know, I'd actually uh, moved, moved to Melbourne uh, a number of years ago after I stopped playing football, and uh, 
it reminded me of Manchester. It was actually pretty cold and, and pretty, pretty, pretty rainy. So uh, I ended up uh, sewing up and, uh, and and moving moving to the Gold Coast, where the weather is. Uh, uh, a balmy 25, 26 degrees in in winter. So, so yeah, it's different. It's a different lifestyle from what it used to. But, but again, no, no you can't replace being a professional footballer over there in uh, in the UK and especially in Manchester as well. Do you ever get to see City? I mean, they, they've done a, a couple of tours of of the of uh, Asia and Australia. Do you, do you ever get to see them in in pre season anything like that? Yeah, I did. Actually, when they came here uh, a number of years ago, when they had that tournament on against uh, Real Madrid and Roma and. Uh, and those clubs, yeah, I ended up, uh, they actually were based here on the Gold Coast prior to those games, and I ended up going and, and catching up with them and just met some of the backroom staff as well and, and actually went and watched one of their games behind closed doors, and then they actually played Melbourne City as well, their, their, uh, you know, their feeder club here in, in Australia, up here on the Gold Coast. And then uh, I was invited to go down to, to Melbourne uh, where they had the games of the MCG and uh, yeah, caught up with all the... With uh, Mike Summerbeer, he was there at a function, and, and the rest of the sort of the crew there uh, at, the, at the Manchester supporter supporter club uh, do so at dinner. So it was good to catch up with uh, all the old faces and uh, reconnect with everyone again. It was, it was a great experience. So hopefully in the future, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be heading over to the UK in the, in the next coming years and uh, coming to watch a few games.